uh, you can find me in the club. You can find me in the club. Bottle full of bug. My mom got what you need if you need to fill the bars. I'm in the happy sex. I ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug if you're in the getting Hi there, welcome to GTA Wireless. I got like a backdrop this time and Jason doesn't, but he is sitting up. Jason, how you doing? Not too bad. How's everybody doing today? Pretty good. I am alright. Okay, before we start saying that, how was your weekend shit? Jason, was it your birthday this weekend or is that next month? That's next month. Okay, your Twitter lied. Oh really? Yeah. You had, like, balloons all over your Twitter account because it said your birthday was March 26th. Oh, that's weird. i got to change that, I guess. Yeah, because your Facebook said April, and I, I messaged you, and I'm pretty sure you were drunk in Brampton, actually, and didn't understand my messages. I don't know. <laughs> How's everyone's week? Pardon? I don't remember you uh, messaging me. Look on your Facebook account. I will. That's hilarious. So, Josh, let's start with you. How was your week? Pretty good. I actually didn't play a whole lot of video games this week, surprisingly enough. Uh, last week, after we got off from doing the podcast, I actually uh, went and hit up the Xbox sale. I picked up uh, The Crew. Pretty fun game so far. It's a uh, MMO racing game. And I watched, uh, pretty much played that a couple times throughout the week. Uh, watch, sat down and watched like four movies in a row the other night. Uh, Dan.com wanted me to ask, or wanted me to say what it was. Uh, I watched Universal Soldier The Return, which was cheesy as all fuck, but it's a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. I fucking loved it. Great metal soundtrack, too. Uh, Hitman Agent 47. I enjoyed it. Big fan of the game series. Uh, Daddy's Home. I thought it was funny. And I also watched, uh, fuck, what was the last one I watched? Oh, Deadpool. I finally sat down and watched Deadpool. Man, Deadpool was so good. The greatest. It was fucking awesome. It was fucking amazing. I could not stop laughing at it. Right? Definitely hope they do more uh, rated R Marvel movies in the future. I know they want to make the next Wolverine movie a rated R one. Yeah. I feel well, like the that, soldier, the one with Goldberg. Yeah, <laughs> it was cheesy as fuck, but I absolutely loved it. Yeah, for I didn't sure. expect much because I got it. I got it on a two uh, in a two pack at my local dollar store on Blu-ray. I didn't care. I was like, John Club and damn double packs sold. But cheesy as fuck, I absolutely loved it. And I also sat down and rewatched our season one of Game of Thrones. How oh, it felt? I told you, Josh, and it scared the fuck out of me. I was posting up the posters while Josh was here because I'm like, my background isn't going to be white this week. And I called that that one was going to fall. It scared the shit out of me, too. <laughs> oh, I just realized that. That's funny. Yeah, I actually uh, sat down and watched season one of Game of Thrones this week. Uh, I actually got it 
on Boxing Week, the first two seasons they had on sale. Uh, I've seen them before, but it's been a while since I watched season one, season one and or two. Uh, I started season two last night. Uh, yeah, great show. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Awesome. Was my week. I actually watched all of Game of Thrones back in November. I hadn't seen it, and I was saving it up. And uh, I watched all of it, and I caught up to the point that the show was at, and then I had to watch like the last three episodes week to week. Nice. It's a great show. Yeah, it's a great show. Jason, how was your week? My week was good. I uh, did the standard wrestling thing. I went out to Brampton for another person's birthday party. I was out there for that. Uh, that was pretty fun. We had a little shindig where several meals were eaten, uh, mostly cream cheese-based uh, delicacies, including a pizza dip, which is basically just cream cheese covered with uh, pizza sauce and ham. That was delicious. Uh, Saturday... And Sunday, I worked, and today, I went to school this morning, begrudgingly, because I thought it was a holiday, but I went to school, so I didn't get to do much last night. But I did go see Batman vs. Superman today, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought that the critics are idiots. I thought that it was filled with awesome Batman action. I can summarize it without spoilers as a Batman movie inside of a Superman movie. Okay. That's how I feel about it. That kind of uh, makes sense, actually. Yeah. It was, really, it was really surreal to watch what is basically the sequel to Man of Steel and have scenes where things are happening. Like, they show the whole battle to Zod, but from... Bruce Wayne's point of view, and I thought that was a really cool thing to do. That's perfect, then. Yeah. But yeah, I had a pretty pretty boring week. I've just been playing Stardew Valley, mostly. Um, I popped on to Final Fantasy XIV last night to do the Easter event. That was pretty fun. How was that? It was good. They just have a bunch of little mini-games that involve, like, Easter egg hunting and stuff. All right, sounds fun. Uh, my week uh, consisted of I wrestled in Michigan on Saturday. Nice, nice. Me and Stratus tore it up for I saw two minutes before uh, we got jumped by some uh, some guy. Kind of sucked. He didn't suck. Getting jumped sucked. Made everyone believe I got paralyzed on German suplex like always. Oh, my favorite my favorite move to take. Uh, but as far as I knew, I broke my neck. Um, I took off my neck brace before this interview, before this uh, show. Sorry, guys. My neck feels like shit. Yeah, I believe that. I believe you. Uh, so yeah, I played Mega Man too. I feel like a piece of shit for sucking at it so hard. But, uh, yeah, besides that, didn't really do too much. I looked – okay, so I haven't been on Netflix in, like, I saw like, four or five months, maybe even, like, a year. And I was looking through just the original section. There's a lot yeah. of good stuff that appears on there. Yeah. 
I'm going to definitely be checking those out for next week. Oh, I also watched um, Trevor Boys today. The whole season. Right. That came out today. I'm on episode five. Nice. So I was just watching that before this, and then I passed out because I only slept for like four hours last night. But yeah, that's, uh, that's it's been really funny this season so far. Yeah. It's great. So remember, if anyone's watching this, I believe the count's at zero currently, but you could always interact with us at GTA Wireless Show on Twitter. There is an email address that is very long, GTA Wireless Show at Outlook.com, but just use Twitter. It's so much easier, and we'll probably interact immediately and then talk about it on the show. So uh, let's go into the big news topics of the week. To be honest, I really wasn't paying any attention to most of it. Oh, never mind. The fake Nintendo NX controller. Yeah, that was the main one. There was a couple of them that came up, and they were all they were all proven to be fake. Very, uh, like they went very far to uh, do that too. Like to prove like that to go through with it being fake. Like one dude even used like a 3D printer. The other guy just used 3D uh, like imaging programs to create it. Yeah. Well, people are creative when it comes to shit like that. Yeah, but uh, the controller is based off the original patent, so the controller at some point in time is going to be different. Oculus Rift started shipping this week. Nice. That system looks uh, nice. very easy to set up. Well, it's the first it's the first real VR headset, so they've had the longest time to perfect it. I wish I was a con- uh, PC gamer because I think out of the gate, um, PC will have the best experience uh, when it comes to VR. I think PlayStation, they've already had a couple... Not virtual reality, but, like, headsets you put on and can play games through uh, that kind of make the games a little bit 3D. I think that um, PlayStation VR headset will be pretty decent as well, but I think Oculus is going to uh, corner the market at first. And hopefully uh, PlayStation VR will do really well because I would hate for Oculus to corner the market so badly that they just they're the only people providing VR. Or fail like the Virtual Boy did. Yeah, but it's not going to fail. The Virtual Boy was garbage. Well, the the there's also the Vibe, right? Yeah, but that's like uses your cell phone. Is it? No, uh, not that one. That one's uh, the Samsung VR one. The Vibe is uh, the HP one. It uses, uh, like, you have to put sensors all around your room. Uh, yeah, that that you're using it in, and it's very... Apparently, it's slightly more powerful than Oculus, but it's a lot more impactful for needing all the space. Okay, cool. That's interesting. There's also porn VR. That well, maybe always going to be... The, the, net, the industry... The um, the like entertainment industry is propelled by the porn industry. Right back to like VHS versus Betamax. Porn went with VHS. Betamax lost. VHS won. And then most recently, we came down to Blu-ray and HD DVD. And first, it was most 
movie companies went with Blu-ray, but ultimately porn went with Blu-ray, and that's why uh, Blu-ray won over. But it was uh, Pornhub uh, just unveiled their new uh, porn. I'm forgetting what it is. Uh, they partnered with someone to create like the actual software for it. I saw it on ETC Daily last week. Oh, nice. And, and apparently it's really... It's really uh, realistic, but uh, very... Well, you like, knew it was coming to sooner or later. <laughs> I saw what you did there. Good pun. Yeah. Um, definitely, I'm not going to lie, I kind of want to buy it to do a segment on GTA Wire as, like, a just show for it, because I think it'll just be funny and just very interesting. But apparently it is pretty good quality. You can tell how nice the house is if you just look around and there's good artwork on the walls. <laughs> what are uh, other big news stories that you guys can think of for the week? Josh was telling me about another thing about Quantum Break, if you want to break that down. Uh, sure. They're pretty much on the disc. They're doing um, – they've had this thought for like a long time, I guess. I guess when they, like when they originally – Announced it at E3 a couple years ago. Uh, they had this idea to do like a mini series of uh, whatever I guess you would call it, like a mini series uh, that kind of interacts with the game. So like choices you make in the game are going to affect like the mini series or whatever. And with Quantum Break, they're going to do it or whatever. It's going to be, I believe, it's a uh, four or five, like 22 to 30 minutes episodes on the disc. The choices you make in the game are going to play out to um, the choices you make like in the miniseries or the game or whatever. But I just like how they're going to actually use like the actors from the game who already are like actual actors. They're not, doing, uh, yeah, the not using voice cast. Iceman from X-Men. Yeah. And uh, the one that plays uh, Littlefinger in uh, Game of Thrones is in it. He's the villain. And I forget his name, but one of the guys that – it was either Merry or Pippin from Lord of the Rings movies. He's uh, one of the main characters as well. But I like how they actually are using, like, actual actors to do this. Uh, they're actually, like uh, – like, their faces are actually in the game. Yeah. They're not, like, dubbing over someone's voices. They're actually playing themselves. Like, they look just like themselves in the game. And they're actually all acting in the miniseries that's going to be uh, part of the game, too. I still can't wait to get the game when it comes out next week. Yeah, see, the I'm weary of this because in it was called Defiance. And it was an MMO where there was a TV show every week and things that would happen... Oh, Defiance. Yeah, things that would happen in the show or in the game would also happen in the show. Um, it was just loosely based. Uh, they just did loosely things. There were, were um, parts in the game that uh, did affect, like not affect the TV show, but there were missions in the game that were from the TV show. The kind yeah. of same thing, but not the full game. It was just like, I think it was like um, every couple of weeks there was like an episode or whatever in the game, and it kind of followed like the events of, like, this, uh, the TV show. Mm-hmm. That was just, like, a very, very small part of the game. Everything else was, like, its own story and, like, a standalone game. 
Yeah. And really I will admit, I absolutely so love to buy into the game. Probably the only person that will admit that. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, as long as you're excited for the game to come out, that's all that really matters. Well, I've been excited for that for a couple of years when they first announced it. I also forgot to mention I went to a Garth Brooks concert yesterday. How did that nice. go? So fucking good. Only playing old songs, so perfect. I want to go. Uh, I want to go see him, uh, but I ended up passing. To go In to Buffalo show. or Hamilton? Hamilton. He's doing like um, it's like four or five concerts or something in like three days. Yeah, it was Thursday to Sunday with two shows, Fridays and thir- Saturdays. Yeah, and so, the tickets but, were all the same price. Yeah, but like it was so such a good show. It was so much fun, and that'll actually come up on one of my uh, big GTA Wire announcements. But you want to know what? We're gonna put one announcement right now for uh, GTA Wireless. Right after the show, I'm going to take the audio file. I'm going to finish creating the intro song. By the way, that was one of the announcements. There will be an intro for this podcast from now on. I was editing it. It features Triple H's theme song near it, and I'm trying to figure out other songs. It'll probably all be like 8-bit chip tunes. But right after this podcast, the audio podcast, where that's actually a podcast, will be ready to download at least off of SoundCloud in the morning and hopefully by next week available on iTunes. Nice. Wicked. That's awesome. So GTA Wireless Podcast will actually be a podcast. So any other big news for you guys before we go into the uh, the histories of 1985, 89, and 92, or uh, the review? It's a slow week for video game news, to say the least. The only other thing I wanted to say was uh, The Division. Turns out there's an Easter egg where uh, Chris Farley's likeness is in the game. Oh, my God, Very really? Nice. Interesting little thing, yeah. I will definitely look that up then. It sounds like uh, a big game to Division, but my thing is, it's online only. How, like, I know they'll probably keep the servers on for, like, a while, but it's like, how long exactly are they going to keep the servers on for? How do you know it's not going to, like, drop off in, like, a year or two and the servers are going to go down and shit? It looks like almost an MMO version of Watch Dogs. Yeah. Watch Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you just snickered at that. Well, that's one of those games that I was excited for. They announced it at E3. Really excited for it. Looked everything up. Got it. Got home. Installed it. And huge fucking disappointment for me. It was totally changed from what they originally showed off at uh, E3 and shit. Oh, really? Yeah. I actually almost bought that again at Fan Expo last year because it was five bucks. I was like, okay, five bucks, I put it back in my collection, but I wouldn't pay more than that for it. Alrighty, let's go into the history. There is a lot of history on each year because there's a lot of years in it. So I'll only go over This will last, actually. This segment will last for a few weeks because there's a lot of information. We'll start with 1985. So, Jason, I would like you to, under games, arcade in particular, I would like you to pick any month of the year. Well, let's go with April, the month I was born. Perfect. Atari Games releases Paperboy with a controller modeled after bicycle handlebars. That's awesome. I didn't know that existed. Oh, I played that at um, 
Comic-Con here last year. With the bicycle handlebars? Because that's what I'm yep. most concerned about. Wow, that's awesome yeah. then. At the Comic-Con here for the last couple of years, they've had like um, an old school like 80s arcade like set up where you go and you put like quarters in and shit. They had like all these like old classic games and one of them last year was Paperboy with the bicycle handles. That's awesome. <laughs> Under studios, uh, new companies in 1985, Bethesda. Oh, really? They're probably a little software company that made shitty computer games. Some people can say they still do. <laughs> uh, under defunct oh, companies... No <laughs> I try. Defunct companies include Adventure International, Bugbite, Eduware, and RDI Video Systems. All these died in 85, so you could be born, Jason. I don't know if they died so I could be born, per se. But no, that's how the rules go. Companies die, Jasons are born. Okay. RDI Video Systems, immensely popular Dragon's Lair is what they had to go for them. That game sucks so hard, even today. To this day. To this day. Under uh, consoles... Namco releases Battle City for the Famicom, which is based on their 1980 arcade game of Tank Battalion. Wow, video games barely existed in uh, 1980. Speaking of barely existing, though, September 13th, Nintendo releases Super Mario Brothers, which eventually sells 40 million copies, making it the best-selling video game of all time until 2008. It you know how they managed to sell that many? Because they can't with the system. Yeah, it came with the system. It's another. It's, it's how Nintendo puts all their success into a lot of their launch titles, like uh, uh, Wii Sports. That's one of the greatest selling games of all time because it was bought, it was uh, packaged with the Wii. But also, I read actually this week that in Japan, um, the game was sold separately and actually did really well, considering it was sold separately from the console. Nice. Uh, f for that series, uh, what what was introduced was Princess Peach, originally known as Princess Toadstool, yeah. Toad, Bowser, and common enemies and power-ups including Goombas, Koopas, Super Mushrooms, originally Magic Mushrooms, Fire Flowers, and Starmen. It single-handedly apparently popularized the side-scrolling platformer format. And then basically invented it, yeah. And the game that most people played it with, because it was included on the package, October 18th, Duck Hunt was released for the Famicom. A month difference between Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. I'm surprised by that. Well, then they started releasing it as a two-pack. Yeah, that's what I know it for. I, I have two of those, at least. Because you could get the Famicom or, or NES Deluxe set. And that came with the uh, the cartridge with both games on it. And the gun. It came the with gun. the gun also. And two controllers as well, I think. And the manual. <laughs> and the manual. <laughs> well, obviously. Caligo well, Vision died have... in 1985. Oh, wow. I thought, I thought it was longer. Right? Caligo Vision. Retail availability, August 1982 in North America. Discontinued 1985. 
Do you know how many units were sold? Well, probably not. Would you guys like to guess how many units were sold? 300. Okay. Are you going with the price <laughs> is right rule without going over? I'll say uh, 300,000 is your guess. Uh, 469,000. It was $2,000,000. 2000000 million? $2 Oh. <laughs> Not how many are available in garbage dumps all over the world. But the best selling game was the Donkey Kong because it came packed in with the system. Find out next week what Nintendo released for the Famicom in Japan to get it to sell. And of course, uh, the October 18th Nintendo released the NES for a limited test market in the U.S. Along with what they released July 26 in Japan, you'll find out next week. But 1989, Josh, this is your year. Yay! Pick a month for notable releases. For notable releases, I will probably go with. Let's go with September. September, Atari Games releases Stun Runner. This comes right after August, which include Nintendo introducing Enix a Dragon Warrior franchise in North America and releasing Zelda game and watch. Is this? A, I feel like this is like an actual. It is a pocket game. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, precursor to those uh, Tiger Electronics games. Yeah. Remember those when we were kids, the game and watch was kind of cool. It was like a the 3DS is actually based on the style. They flip open. And uh, you could play some, had several games. I think the Zelda one only had the one game, but uh, Mr. Game & Watch from Smash Brothers is actually from these Game & Watch gallery things. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they're little LCD games. Speaking of little LCD games, uh, Nintendo released the Game Boy handheld console, first popular handheld with cartridges. Cartridges? How do you pr correctly pronounce it? Cartridges. Cartridges? Yeah. I did not see the R there. I got a Game Boy for Christmas in 1990, making the Game Boy only one year old at that time. Aw, oh, I was still a little baby. <laughs> My favorite Game Boy game on the original one? Dr. Mario. Yeah, mine was uh, Batman Return of the Joker. It was hard as fuck, but it was fun. Woo. I would Josh? probably have I would probably have to go with um, either Mario Land Two or Pokemon. Oh yeah, of course. I remember like I'm talking about what was out when the game first came out. Of course, Mario Land Two is amazing. Mario Land Three, Wario's Land was amazing. Yeah. Um, I also really enjoyed Link's Awakening. It's a classic. Uh, the Power Glove also released by Mattel. I thought Nintendo released that. I did not know that was Mattel. Well, it was licensed by Nintendo. But, like, I thought that was, like, one of their stupid things. Yeah. Like, a gamepad that is for the running game. Yeah. But Nintendo featured a loss that year. Nintendo sued Camerica over patent violations of the Game Genie for the NES console. Camerica won the lawsuit. Oh, really? Yep. 
The Game Genie survived. The Game Genie was rad, man. I love the Game Genie, but the... See, I, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say the uh, Power Glove was bullshit. <laughs> Except the way they portrayed it in The Wizard, the greatest video game movie of all time. It seemed amazing. Um, yeah. This is the... This is the game glove. This is the Nintendo Power Glove. It's so bad. Because at the time, words like bad used to describe things that were good. But in today's time, the Power Glove being bad just actually is truthful. That's terrible. Uh, 1992. I'm going to go for notable releases. November, when I was born. Two days before I was born, actually. Never. Yeah. November 21st, two, day, two days. Sega publishes Sonic the Hedgehog 2 for the Mega Drive Genesis Master System Game Gear. The game introduces Sonic's signature ability, the Spin Dash, and Sonic's sidekick, Miles Tails Prower. I got that right. I saw the first R. A seventh Chaos Emerald is introduced, and with it, the ability to turn into Super Sonic. Huh. Do you guys have any Sonic memories? Because I'm indifferent. Um, my uncle had a Sega Genesis. I remember I went on a trip. He lived here. He lived in Ottawa, and I lived in Halifax. And I remember going on a trip and playing the shit out of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Um, I, don't, I don't think I ever owned a console myself, but my best friend had a Game Gear, and he had Sonic the Hedgehog for that, and he, also, he had a Sega Genesis, so we, I got my Sega Genesis fixed at his place. Um, I really enjoyed the Sonic the Hedgehog television, the two TV shows, and uh, the comic book. I used to have a bunch of issues with the comic book, and I'd read those all the time. I was a huge Sonic the Hedgehog fan as a kid. Wow. Josh? Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, not that much. I played it when I was a kid, but I was more of a fan of uh, Sonic 1. Uh, again, I enjoyed the Sonic TV shows just like Jason did. And I also enjoyed, um, there was another one in like the 90s, uh, like late 90s, I believe, and then another one in 2000s that I watched because my brother was a kid. Uh, there, there was one that aired on Fox, I want to believe, early Yeah, 2000s. Sonic X. I saw like a little bit of it, and that's like my only yeah. real exposure to Sonic. Uh, Sonic X was in 2000-something, and then Sonic Underground was in like the 90s, like late 90s that I remember watching as a kid too. But uh, awesome. Sonic 2, don't have a whole lot of memories about. Okay. Still a great game, though. Also, two big firsts in the series was released for Nintendo in 1992, my year. It was Super Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, the first in the Mario Kart series, and also Kirby's Dream Land for the Game Boy, the first game in the Kirby series. Any memories of Mario Kart and Kirby? I loved Mario Kart 64. I love I loved Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo. I love Mario Kart 64. I had Kirby's Adventure. Um, probably one of the first video games I ever finished. There was only six stages, and the last boss was stupid easy, but it was a hard game. It was a hard game otherwise. Um, I really enjoyed that as a kid. The Kirby series in general I enjoyed. Great games. Joshua? Uh, I haven't played that Kirby game, but I fucking love Mario Kart. 
uh, wicked game, wicked party game. If you got a bunch of people together, especially Mario Kart 64, four controller, split screen, battle mode, whatever, kick each other's asses. Uh, just a great game series. All right. Also in 1992, uh, where is it? I just lost it because I figured out. The Super NES is released in Europe and Australasia. <laughs> that's a that's actually like Austral Asia, A S I A is Asia, right? Yeah. I did not know that's how it's uh, spelled. Huh? I always called it Australia for that part of Oceania. Motherfucker, the cat's back. Uh, yeah. So that came out, and also uh, the Super Scope was released for the Super NES. We'll be back next week with more 1985, 9, and 92 in gaming. Super Scope had so much potential, and then they made three games for it. Well, I feel like that just, like, describes every add-on for most, like, Nintendo things. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, yes. I remember back... Sorry, I remember back in the... uh, early 2000s, I remember going to a Zeller's, and they actually had a Super Scope for like 20 bucks. And I was going to get it, and I never did, and I fucking should have bought it. I kicked myself in the ass thinking about that, too. Really? Yeah. Huh. Just because I think it would be cool, though. It didn't work that well. It was, it was like any other light gun. It was just kind of broken. Well, I wouldn't care. It's just fucking cool. Yeah. And isn't that most of the reason why we spend way too much things on games? It looks yep. cool. Yeah, like there was one peripheral. I never bought it, but I, I always wanted it, and uh, I watched a review years and years later. For the Sega Genesis, you get this pad. Well, it's more like a this like octagon you put on the ground, and uh, it was supposed to register when you kicked and punched, so it was used for like, fighting games. But uh, and I always thought, of course that works. Why wouldn't it work? Why would they sell if it didn't work? I watched a review of it years and years later, and it just didn't work at all. Um, I also remember there was these things you could buy for your like gaming chair that were like basically like full body rumble packs, and I imagine that those were really crappy. Okay, yeah, I I kind of always wanted a gaming chair, but just never bit the bullet on it. And also, most of them, when they got really popular, were meant for, like, seven-year-olds, and I was, like, 16, and it's like, ah, shit. (laughs) Like, the real affordable ones. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, yes, let's go into what game we played this week. We played Mega Man 2. Did we all play the NES version of it? I played it on a, um, like, PlayStation 2 collection. Oh, really? So it was just an emulated version of Mega Man 2. I didn't play for very long. As soon as I started playing, I realized how much... It's not that I hate Mega Man games. It's that they're just too hard. Yep. Josh? Um, Go ahead, Jason. Even playing them in the correct order, that only helps when you get to the boss. You You still have to get to the boss. And then, if you manage to beat all of the the bot, like the guys, you, then you have to do Dr. Wily's Castle, which has some of the hardest platforming in any game of all time. Joshua? Uh, oh, man, this game kicked my fucking ass. 
Uh, I played it for a little bit. I pretty much put about an hour into it. Uh, just I pretty much played all the stages. I couldn't get past maybe not that far into it, each one. Uh, even like Jason said, there's a correct order you're supposed to do it. It's supposed to make it a little bit easier or whatever, just a bit. Uh, still a great game. I respect the fucking hell out of uh, Mega Man and the people who can beat it. Yeah. See, here's the thing. I chose this because, like, a lot of people praise it. But, yeah, I am. Uh, it's not that good. It's uh, For difficulty-wise, not that good. I feel like Super Mario Bros. is so much easier and better. The uh, Dark Souls is probably easier in this game. <laughs> yeah, no, because Dark Souls, you can at least, like, level up, right? <laughs> yeah. Mega Dark- Man 2, I used to be a bit better at it when I was a kid. I'd rent it all the time from, like, the local, like, pizza place that had games to rent. And uh, I'd spend a whole weekend just banging my head against the wall trying to, like, beat a level. And I'd finally beat a level, and then I'd die and run out of of men, have to start over. I don't think I ever got to Dr. Wily's castle as a kid. Um, I had friends that could do it, but I just... I liked games that I liked. I like leveling up. You know, I like being able to. If if I get to a problem that's hard, you go and you grind out a little bit, or something like Metroid, where like you go and you find a solution to the problem. Where Mega Man, you basically have to beat in a particular order, unless you're crazy good at the game. Now they kind of remedied this in uh, the Mega Man X games later on Super Nintendo because they gave the ability to do a lot more skills, like you could dash, and you could climb up walls and stuff, and the abilities weren't just like, you have to get this ability at point A to use it on point B. They were uh, they were a little bit more versatile. So I liked the Mega Man X series a lot better than the original Mega Man series. And um, I actually tried getting Mega Man 8 and 9 when they came out, uh, but the problem with Mega Man 8 and 9, where they went back to the Mega Man roots the old-school 8-bit style. And they actually are arguably harder than the original uh, Mega Man games. They are. It's just like... I have... Uh, I think I have 8. I think I have 8 on Xbox. Yeah, I have. Uh, I think I bought both of them on Xbox. I'd like to turn on my 360 and see... Because I don't have Symphony of the Night on there. And I think I've echoed the dolphin yeah. and uh, a couple Sonic the Hedgehog games. Oh, I can't. yeah, it's uh, see, my exposure with Mega Man came from there was a TV show released like thirteen like thirteen years ago, early two thousands. It was on YTV. Yeah. I'm trying to look it up on IMDb right now, and I can I can only find the nineteen ninety four TV series, and I'm pretty damn sure it wasn't that. Like, no, it was Mega Man, and I like because he had the blast again. Okay, here it is, Mega Man NT Warrior. Yeah, it was released 2001. So, it see, but what fucks me up though is it's nothing like the game. No, and um, Mega Man NT was like an RPG. Was that an actual game though? Yeah, it was, there's Mega Man Battle something or other. I can't remember what it's called, and the NT show is based off of it. 
And it's an RPG where you're this, like, different person. You can, like, go into the internet. And it was sort of like a strategy RPG, kind of like Advanced Wars. Or, like, um, like Final Fantasy Tactics, but a little bit more basic. Okay, because, like, how the show was portrayed, it was, like... What happens is your character with, like, almost a Digimon-style thing. Like, you have this uh, thing in your pocket, and it's like a video game, basically, and you plug it. Like, Yu-Gi-Oh! was with card monsters. You plugged it in, and then all this shit started happening, and these are just kids. And I thought Mega Man... And then when I played the game, the Mega Man game was nothing like that, and I was thoroughly disappointed. But apparently there is a new Mega Man TV series coming 2017. Oh really? I wonder what I wonder what part of Mega Man it's gonna be based off of. Yeah. So it's gonna be interesting. Uh, hopefully that's uh, good. See, I really liked I really liked Mega Man Legends. I thought that was a really good series that they cut cut down too soon. That was like a third person. Um, adventure game with RPG elements for PlayStation 1. That was a really fun game. For sure. Any last thoughts? Mine is, you don't have to play this game. It's a... If you want to play it, you can play it, but you don't need to. You need to play the first Mario game. Yeah, absolutely. On a nostalgia level, out of a possible 17 bowls of soup, I mean, I give it, like, 15 bowls of stoop, but on, like, a gameplay ability and how much it holds up, I'd only give it, like, an 8. 8 out of 17 possible bowls of soup. Wow. Below half bowls of soup. Yeah. Uh, Joshua? Uh, it's Mega Man. It's platformer. Hard as fucking hell. If you think you can do it, go for it. It's out on, like, every single fucking platform you can think of. Even Xbox One and PS4, it's out for. Uh, yeah, I'd say go for it if you want. Uh, yeah, but just be prepared to uh, get angry and uh, maybe break your couple controllers. So we do have a viewer question submitted through at GTA Wireless Show on Twitter. And before that, we're going to tease the final segment, which is the uh, before the plugs. It's Jason, you have to pick a video game to review in two weeks, and I'll pick a TV show. So I'll give you some time to think of a video game. While I look at this message of our question, which I'm pretty sure we're all tagged in, so everyone already knows what the question's going to be. But it comes from Dan.Tom. Another cue for you. Have you guys played Kingdom Hearts? I'll go first. I don't think I... I think I was handed the controller once to play it for, like, a solid maybe five, ten minutes. You, you know not a fan of it. Is, though. Pardon? You know what game it is, though, right? Yeah, it's uh, the, like, anime Disney crossover RPG thing. Well, yeah, it's like the Square Enix RPG that has Disney characters and Final Fantasy characters. It's like Final... It's like if you take Final Fantasy and mix it with Disney... Yeah, it's also, but it's a third, it's a action RPG instead of, like, you go into a battle. Yeah. Like a hack and slash. I have played, see, what happened with me is I, I didn't like it when I when it was out and new, but 
a few years back, I picked up um, I picked up this giant stack of PlayStation 2 games about six years ago, and it had both of them in it. So I fired up uh, I fired up the first one, and I played to about the Little Mermaid level, and then I just sort of lost interest. And then uh, shortly after that, I was like, well, I'll just skip that and play the second one, because obviously the second one's going to be better. But there's so much yeah. story that happens that link the two that I was just lost. So I kind of lost interest. And uh, now that I think 1.5 or whatever, the, one of the remixes that has um, like an upscaled version plus on top of that uh, a bunch of the other like spin-off games, I think I'd be yeah, more interested picking those up yeah. one and two and uh, replaying those before three comes out. Yeah, the, it has... Uh, the first one has the first game upscaled and it has, I believe, the GBA game and I think the cutscenes for the DS game. And then cool. the second one has a second game and I believe it has the PSP game as well as the cutscenes for the 3DS game. So it's like the whole... Like, story, pretty much. Nice. But for Kingdom Hearts, I love the series. Uh, I will go on record. It's probably going to piss Jason off, but I would rather play Kingdom Hearts than Final Fantasy. I'm a fan of Final Fantasy. (laughs) I'm a fan of Final Fantasy, but I do enjoy Kingdom Hearts more. It could be because I grew up and watched Disney. Probably like most people, like, every single fucking day, I still love Disney. I did, too, but, like, when Kingdom Hearts came out, I just wanted another Final Fantasy. I do appreciate yeah. that. I do appreciate that. Like when you go to Traverse Town, you can meet up with all these like Final Fantasy characters. And actually, when you start, Sora is friends with Selfie and Waka or whatever in the from Final Fantasy eight and ten respectively. So I always thought that was yeah. interesting. But uh, I just wanted more Final Fantasy, and I wasn't. I was. I had kind of grown out of Disney at the time. But when I went back and played it more recently, I was like, well. You know, Disney's kind of timeless when you really look yeah. at it. Disney is pretty much a giant, like it's almost like a Final Fantasy universe unto itself. That's why, that's why Disney owning Marvel, I think, Marvel's in good hands as long as they make like quality, quality content. Like I like the idea of superhero of Spider-Man being a superhero in the uh, DC Marvel universe versus him being like mistreated by Sony. Who just turns out yeah. movies to keep the uh, copyright, but th- but the thing is, is like Fox, they're making fucking R-rated Marvel movies, so you know what I mean. Like who knows? But yeah, I I do see what you're saying about how Disney, um, you'd be super into a Disney style RPG. Right. And they get I mean, a lot of like the same. They get a lot of the same voice cast back who like from the yeah. movies from like back in the nineties and stuff. They're coming back and redoing their roles, and it's just like kind of like you're playing it. And you feel like just a big kid again. And I'm guessing he probably got this question because I put something out the other day on Twitter that I can't wait for uh, Kingdom Hearts three to come out. Especially like you said with Disney having Marvel and Disney now having Star Wars, they could put like Star Wars into the game. They could put Marvel into the game to go yeah, to, and it's going to be on Xbox One. If you went to, like, a Star Wars planet or a Star Wars universe where it's, like, you go through Tatooine and the Cloud City and, like, uh, Dagobah and meet all the characters. And then there's, like, a Earth, but it's Earth from the Marvel Universe where you're in, like, New York. So all the Marvel Universe, like, the Avengers and the X-Men are all, like, flying around. I think that would be pretty hilarious. 
pretty uh, yeah. pretty rad. And it's going to be available on Xbox One as well as PS4, the next one. Uh, Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy. I'm pretty meh about it, but it'll go into, in two weeks, we review another video game. Jason, what video game will it be? Well, let's see here. Um, how do you guys feel about talking in Chrono Trigger? Since we, uh, you guys got your Super Nintendo emulators all warmed up. No, we're using sure. real Super Nintendos, remember? Yeah, you your, your Super Nintendos all warmed up. Let's, uh, I'm, I'm actually working on a new game plus, so we'll talk about that aspect of, the, of Chrono Trigger. If you guys want to play a couple hours of Chrono Trigger, and uh, let me know what you think. I'm down with Chrono Trigger, sure. I feel like I'm going to be get my ass whooped. It's a little bit more um, like user-friendly than Earthbound. It, it starts really easy and gets hard later, where Earthbound, I feel like, is just hard from the get-go. So I think you might, you might actually get hooked for a little bit longer than you did Earthbound. Oh, no. That means I'm going to love it. <laughs> I'm currently looking for something to uh, review. It'll probably be Disney-related, but I'm trying to find something that's, like, not over-your-head Disney. Like, there was top 15 dog movies from Disney, and no, <laughs> no we will not watch 8 Below or Bolt or even uh, Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Because I, I, like I feel like that's a sad movie, though. I would watch yeah, Homeward Bound. It has its parts. It's, it's a great movie. I actually did a uh, review of it, uh, fuck, like four or five years ago or something, I think. We're going to go a little more obscure than that. Uh, okay. But I found there's a movie that was released in 1966 called The Ugly Dawson. And as a wiener dog owner of a not-ugly Dawson, a fucking adorable Dawson, I, I feel offended by that movie. And that movie was released a couple decades before I was born. Almost three. I'm trying to find a Disney Channel original movie, actually. Do you guys have any recommendations before I choose one? There's, there's Frank and Weenie, which is like a Disney movie. The only That's Disney Channel original I can think of is um, even Steven's movie. See, I was going to pick that, and I'm like, eh... <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Don't Look Under the Bed. This movie terrified me. Do you guys remember it at all? Nope. I'm taking a look at it right now. It features, uh, I'm pretty sure I remember the storyline of being, you have an imaginary friend, and then when you don't have it, it starts becoming basically a boogeyman. No, I didn't see this, but I'll percent watch this garbage fire. So Don't Look Under the Bed, released October 9th, well, aired, because it's a Disney Channel original movie, October 9th, 1999. Oh, this movie oh, is Oh, okay, like, I thought it was something else. No, it is a very, uh... Don't search Pornhub for Don't Look Under the Bed, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was that movie with, um... Oh, that kid from, uh... The Wizard. I thought it was that movie. Him and Howie Mandel. Oh, that's what I thought it was. Oh, fuck yeah. I know. Uh, Little Monster. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought it was at first, but I guess it's not. A close second place to uh, Don't Look Under the Bed was going to be Phantom of the Megaplex with Mickey Rooney. 
Oh, this is going to be hilarious. 1999 fantasy team film. So, we'll watch that for next week. We'll review Chrono Trigger in two weeks. But, Josh, you had an announcement before we do our plugs. What are you doing over at Twitch? Or did you complete it and it's going to be posted on Uh, YouTube soon? We did half of it because the servers decided to fuck up on us. But we started filming uh, season two of our WWE 2K16 series, which you guys picked our matches. Yes, we did. Uh, until the Ridiculous server fucked up, matches. we did about half. Yeah, we did half the matches until the server decided to fuck up on us. What is the current standings in the series? And don't Three, say one. four who. Okay, so we're we're four matches in. We clearly have someone that just needs one more match to win. Out of six. They're on four matches. You can still watch two of them live. Stay tuned at Bellinge. We're going to do uh, Twitter.com slash FTWBellinJ, but we're doing it on the one one vs. one gamers channel on Twitch. All right. And also, as you saw last Friday, a GTA Wire episode went up. Myself and my friend Peter Grusies. Bullshit about the week. Bullshit about his new house. One of our former coworkers lives in the same complex he lives in, and she may or may not have seen a gangbang outside of her kitchen window while she was doing the dishes one day. That's a future story on that podcast. They finished and then left, for the record. They noticed her, continued, finished, left. Looked her right in the <laughs> eye, finished, and left. Yes. Yes, indeed. But my announcement isn't just that. You can catch that show every Friday. Ho- SoundCloud and YouTube, hopefully iTunes eventually. But also, I have a non-wrestling wrestling podcast that's going to start tomorrow on the Elite Podcast Network. Myself and Smash Wrestling Zone, Brad Myers, discuss general bullshit around wrestling, but not actually wrestling, for 10 minutes every Tuesday and maybe Thursdays if they're double-packed. This week is double-packed. Tuesday, we talk about the Garth Brooks concert we were at, and Thursday, we talk about our origins in wrestling and the podcast. So episode two is kind of the pilot. You can find them. Are you going to talk about things but use wrestling terms, like gimmick and go over? Well, we do that in, like, regular conversation. (laughs) So, like, we're still going to use that. But maybe. Uh, we call a couple people some Marcuses, because they some Mark-ass busters. But yes, uh, you can go to pod, uh, Twitter, at ElitePodcastNet, to know when that gets posted. Or you can just follow us on Twitter, Brad Myers and myself. But to follow us on Twitter, you have to know the addresses. And we'll start with the big one, at GTA Wireless Show. That's this. Send in your messages. I am at Brendan C., Kind of at Holden Pro. Follow me on Facebook for everything, though. Brendan Caulfield, look it up. Or Holden Albright, look it up. <laughs> Josh, what are your handles you would like to plug? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at FTRBellandJ, YouTube.com slash BellandJ, YouTube.com slash Gamer, Gamers, Twitch.tv slash FTRBellandJ1, and Twitch.tv slash... You got this. And Jason, where can they find you? Uh, You can find me in the club. Yes! I thought you weren't going to do it, and then I'm so glad. Thank you. You can find me in the club tonight!
Um, you can also find me on dot com slash intertubes and webs dot ca on dot twitch dot camels on com dot fist. You can find me at don't go to fisting dot com. That might be a bad. <laughs> um, you can find me in the club. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, at Spider Hero on Twitter, at Spider Hero 9000 on Instagram, slash Spider Hero on YouTube. I haven't posted a YouTube video in 416 years. Um, you can find me um, on the street corner walking from point A to point B. You can find me in the escape rooms being the MC. I didn't even mean to rhyme there. That's pretty cool. Um, I just had one last piece of uh, Reddit news before we go that we forgot to mention in the news section. Uh, there was a kayfabe news um, article, the kayfabe news site, which is amazing, uh, that Hulk Hogan buys WWE. This isn't really newsworthy because they put out one of these kayfabe. It's basically the onion of, uh, of wrestling news, if you don't know. But... Uh, it made it to r slash all, which is like the front page, like the main front page of Reddit. So people thought it was real. Yeah. If you go and read down, people were like, oh, what does this mean for WWE? Is this because Hogan wants to get back in their good graces and wrestle at WrestleMania on Sunday? I just thought it was really hilarious that they're fucking they're, – they're, they're – tricking all these non-wrestling fans or ex-wrestling fans into thinking that Hulk Hogan, because he won that Gawker uh, lawsuit, that he just went straight up bought WWE for $100 million. But, like, it was pretty obvious that, like, 100 and... What was the last count? $35 million, $145 million, something like that? Yeah. That's not enough to buy the WWE. No, it's like a... It's a billion-dollar... Like, a billion-dollar company. Yeah, so I'm like, uh, as soon as I saw the headline, I'm like, okay, whatever. But by the way, update, Jason, if you want to talk about updates, about featured stories and such. The featured story is Snowstorm, and the featured video is Wild Asshole Slut Katalia in full-length movie. Length is misspelled, G-H-T, and that's all available on fisting.com. <laughs> Have a good night, everyone. Visit the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash 1GTAY, or visit us on our not Facebooks. I guess you guys are kind of more personal about Mine's open as hell. Haven't posted porn in there, on there in six years. That was an accidental sharing feature. Legit happened. Sucked. Ugh. So, yes, uh, have a good night, everyone. We'll see you happened. back here. Oh, wait a minute. We need to figure out what time we're doing the show next week. Vape Nation. Vape gonna... Nation. Wait, why are we doing this show before or after Raw next week? Because that's the big Raw. I'm going to watch Raw live, so do you want to do post-Raw? I feel like post-Raw is better than before. Yeah, because, well, we'd have to do it at, like, 5.30. Yeah, and it's like, ah, no thank you. And, like, we'll be super excited from Raw, maybe even get a little buzzed. Yep. I'm probably going to have a beer. I'm probably going to have a beer with Raw. A beer with Raw. The Rob Ford story. Yep. Have a good night, everyone. Stay Stay tuned to our social medias. In the club, in Niagara, beside a cat. Peace out. Under your mom's bed.
What does that even mean? Not Break the under mom's bed. <laughs> what's the what's the whole end gimmick mean? 